took the keys to this car, stuck them in the ignition, I fired it up, and I actually decided that I was gonna try and run away from my life and my problems. I knew that I had a buddy who lived in Houston, Texas, which is about an 18 hour drive from where I'm at in Ohio. And he said, if you ever find a way to get down here, I'll, dude, I'll help you start your life over. He, now he didn't fully know that I was about to steal this vehicle, but I packed up five garbage bags of clothes. I loaded them up in the back of my car and I headed for Texas. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined once again by my favorite person on the planet, Nate Deeks. Now, Nate previously featured on episodes 127 and 211 of Broken Bulbs, if you'd like to go back and check those out as well. Nate went on a journey of changing his mindset and his decisions, which helped him create his own comeback story. Through his book, on stage speaking and personal coaching, Nate shares what he's learned to help other people make their own comeback. But he also stole a car in an attempt to drive away from his problems. That's coming up after the break. Real quick before we get into today's show, I just wanted to say thank you for all the ways you offer support, whether it's through sharing the show or through leaving us a review. I really appreciate it. Now, recently I've started creating some bonus content over on patreon.com slash Alex Williams. Remember, I spell Williams differently too. If you want to support me over there, you can go to patreon.com slash Alex Williams or click the first link in the show notes. It'll take you right there, give you access to a ton of bonus content and a ton of other cool stuff that I've been working on. Enjoy the show. Nate Dukes, ready to talk about yet another one of your broken bulbs? Yeah, I think so, man. Okay, so let's get into this one. You desperately tried to run away from your life. So desperately, when you hit rock bottom, you actually stole a car. Tell me, what was the lead up to this? Yeah, so I previous to this, I had developed a, a pretty terrible drug and gambling addiction to the point where I had actually stolen money from a business that I was running. Um, my business partner wanted nothing to do with me anymore. He gave me an ultimatum. He said, you can walk away from this business free and clear or I'm going to press charges. So now I'm at this point in my life where I've moved back in with my parents. I don't know who I am anymore. I'm still dealing with this drug and gambling addiction. I can hardly hold down a job. I would get a job as like a server or a bartender somewhere. But then I would ultimately revert back to what I knew, which was stealing. And so I'd steal from the cash register. I get caught and then I get fired. And then this repeat, this process really repeated itself for, for two and three times where I'd, I'd steal from a cash register, I get caught and fired. And finally, the last time I, I'd gotten fired, I was walking around my parents' apartment complex. It was three in the morning. I'd just taken a handful of pills and I was always trying to find the right mixture, the right combination, what I could take that would make me feel the right way. And, and so I'd taken a handful of pills and I was walking around different vehicles trying to see if there was anything opened, any, any doors that I could open up to maybe find something I could get my hands on to sell, to get rid of. And as I opened the car door of a 1999 Buick LeSabre, I lifted up the center console and I stuck my hand in and I found a set of spare keys. Because apparently that in, in Buick LeSabres, that's where you keep the spare keys <laughs> is, is in the center console. And so I, uh, I, in my brain in this moment, in this drug-induced state, I actually saw this as a gift because my life had become so unmanageable that I thought that I just needed to run away. I just needed to get away from my problems. But what I didn't actually realize in that moment that it wasn't my surroundings that was the issue. 
but it was actually me. I was the problem. I was the one that needed to change. And so I took the keys to this car, stuck them in the ignition, I fired it up, and I actually decided that I was gonna try and run away from my life and my problems. I knew that I had a buddy who lived in Houston, Texas, which is about an 18 hour drive from where I'm at in Ohio. And he said, if you ever find a way to get down here, I'll, dude, I'll help you start your life over. Now he didn't fully know that I was about to steal this vehicle, but I packed up five garbage bags of clothes. I loaded it up in the back of my car and I headed for Texas. And I got about halfway right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, a small town called Cheatham County. Um, And uh, I was sleeping at a gas station because I'd been up for three days at this point. I just wanted to get some sleep. I just wanted to get some rest. And so I fell asleep at this gas station, but I was woken up at 9 a.m. to some pounding on the car door window, a stranger's hand reaching in, pulling me out of the car and taking me and putting me in handcuffs and putting me in the back of a cop car. At that moment, I had been caught and the weight of all of my decisions, every negative decision that I had made up to that point sat on my chest like a ton of bricks. And this voice kept replaying over and over in my head. And I've heard it from teachers. I'd heard it from coaches. I heard it from ex-girlfriends before. And it just was this voice that said, you'll never change. This is who you are. You're never going to change. And so they took me to jail in Cheatham County where I spent six months of my life. And it was, um, I'm going to say this and and people are going to be confused, but it was the best thing that could have happened for me because it gave me an, a moment to slow down, to get clean for six months, to think about what I wanted my life to be, and really the opportunity to make some changes. And the whole reason why I had gotten there is because I didn't understand that what we actually do in life, our habits, our decisions, they determine our destiny. What we do matters. And so I just have believed that if I'm going to ever create the life that I've always wanted, if I'm going to make my comeback, I've got to be the one that actually makes some new decisions. Tony Robbins says, you want a new life, make new decisions. New life equals new decisions. So for me, I knew I wanted this new life. I'd created this vision, this very compelling vision for the future, but I I needed to start making the choices because the truth was nobody was coming to save me. Nobody was coming to make the decisions for me. And so I had really understood the power of my daily decisions. The small things that we do every single day really build big results over a long period of time. So the small things that we do every day build big results over a long period of time. When I stole that car, I didn't wake up in the morning and say, today is gonna be the day where I'm gonna do something crazy. I had gotten myself to a point where I had made so many poor choices, so many bad decisions, that now I had two really bad decisions in front of me. And one felt less painful than the other did. And oftentimes we move towards the one that feels less painful. But in that moment, less painful actually meant more pain in the long run. And so now I've just come to this place in my life where I'm not playing for today anymore. I'm actually playing for five years from now. So what can my life look like in five years? What's the vision for five years? So I've got to start to make some new decisions in my life that might might not be exciting and and fun and, and what I want to do right now, but they're going to create the life that I've always wanted five, 10 years from now. I like that. It's it really is those those little those little things that you do with your future in mind that make all the difference. If if somebody who is maybe kind of at that rock bottom point, they're getting to that point where they're about to steal a Buick and drive to Texas, 
what do you recommend? What's something small, a small decision they can make today just to kind of shift it away from that and start start moving further in a positive direction? So for me, it, it started with believing this lie that I was never going to change. And so I had to change my mindset to say, that no, I can change. And I installed a new belief system inside of myself that says I can do it versus I can't do it. And this allowed me to actually start making some new decisions in my life. And I just want us to understand the power of a, a decision for a moment. Maybe if you look at your life right now and you maybe you've started a new job at some point, or maybe you've moved to a new city before, or you started a new relationship at some point in your life. There were a few decisions, one or two decisions that really led up to that moment. Now, I don't want you to buy into the fact that you should have known what you should do. You should have known the right choice to make. But I do want us to understand the power of our decisions can create lasting impact in our life. And so when we understand that what we choose to do has massive results in the future, now I have to take some personal ownership. I've got to take some personal responsibility and say, okay, I'm going to be the one that creates the life that I've always wanted based on my decisions that I make today. Of course, at the end of every episode, I like to leave some time for you to brag a little bit because, of course, you're not still sitting in a jail cell or sitting in a Buick on your way to Texas. So tell us what's working for you now. Where can we find you and support the work that you're doing? So I've, I've wrote, written a book called You'll Never Change, Create Your Comeback and Prove Them Wrong. And this book is designed for anybody that struggles with uh, feelings of, of self-worth or they don't necessarily know what their future holds for them, or they, they wanna create a vision, or maybe they've struggled with some rejection and the haters. This book is gonna give you a blueprint how to create the life that you've always wanted. You can find it on Amazon. There's a Kindle and paperback version available, or it's also available on Audible too. If you go to youllneverchange.com, that'll be able to help you as well. Perfect. I'm going to have links for all of that down in the show notes so people can go and check that out and follow along with you and the rest of the story you're telling. And with that, I just want to say thank you a third time for joining me. Alex, once again, this podcast, it's special, man. What you're doing here is very incredible and I'm so thankful to be a part of it. And thank you for listening. A new life means new decisions. What are you going to change? How are you going to live differently? The small things matter. Make small choices that will add up to the life you want to live. Do a small thing today to get yourself back on track. Special thank you to Nate for joining me and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out his work, including his book, You'll Never Change, which I've linked down in the show notes. And if you want to support Broken Bulbs and you've already left us a review and shared the show with your friends and family, you can go above and beyond and visit us on patreon.com slash alexwilliams. There you'll be able to financially support Broken Bulbs as well as the other projects I work on. You'll also receive in return a postcard from me and potentially some extra bonus content. So make sure you go check that out, patreon.com slash alexwilliams, or just click the first link in the show notes. That's probably easier. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Fine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gefsison, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.